Hello there and welcome to another episode of Growing Pain. I'm Jace. And I'm Jen. And this week we're talking about 100 days. Yes, not, not just 100 days. Well, some of the customs and traditions of my culture um, and like Asian culture in, in general and what that means. Cool. I know nothing about this other than uh, what I heard before we went into the hospital. Yeah. So I will give you my take on um, what to me sounds batshit insane. Um, (laughs) uh, But for those of you that are watching on YouTube this week, listening, watching on YouTube, um, hello again. Wave, wave. Uh, I have to say wave, wave, because if you're on the podcast version, they don't know that I'm waving. Yes. And you have to, you can't hear like the sound of the wave. Um, also, you get a little treat if you watch it on YouTube this week. You get a little cold open that we filmed before. Um, so, yeah, uh, make sure you check it out. Um, as always, do the like thing, do the subscribe thing. There's a reason that people ask for it. Um, if you do that, then it will make us happy. Yes. Um, and oh, well, just quickly, I wanted to give a shout out to our first donation. We got a donation? Yeah. People are paying us? Yes. I know. It's crazy, right? Okay, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Wait. Oh, wait, wait. Ding. Oh, I don't ding. need to make the ding. Yeah. Um, who, who was it? Um, oh, sorry, you didn't get to sip your wine. You sip your wine. This is the only time you get to drink, so you, you get to you quick, sip your go, wine. Go put down. You sip your wine. We'll wait. Everyone's waiting. Uh, yes, we got a donation from my very um, generous friend in America. Um, also, our friends are paying us. Yes. Right. I mean, that's great. Thank well, you. I mean, yeah. Like, I guess it's their way of saying, you know, we appreciate um the podcast and they enjoy listening to us um so i I didn't even know you could donate to the show i didn't either and if you wanted to test if you can donate too definitely test it out what do they say on youtube smash that like smash that donation button (laughs) smash it smash that button so i hate saying that it actually hurts me um thank you very much to our secret friend in america for donating um it was actually a really amazing surprise yeah uh jen woke up very very early i mean she's always awake anyway but she woke up very very early and said oh my god and i was just like oh my god like whenever you hear oh my god and it's in relation (laughs) to a baby it's never good look you usually well in this case because we have a baby i assume the the worst like our baby did something crazy like yeah. i was gonna walk like into she's the no longer in the cot or there's like some sort of exorcist thing where she's like stuck oh, on the no, ceiling don't, and don't upside down i'm sorry it's scary um basically i thought i was dreaming it up um because everything's always a blur to me whether it's dream state or reality i saw that th- there was an email that came through that said we had a donation and i was like oh my god we have a donation and then later on i had no recollection of whether that was true or not. Um, and then sure enough, I checked the email again and it was real. So it is, it is a big deal though, because like it validates what we do and it doesn't matter if it's like $1 or if it's a thousand dollars, like it just, I don't know. It's like somebody out there is enjoying it. Yeah. And I don't know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So thank you. Um, to my friend in the U S but to all the listeners out there, we really, really appreciate it. And on to today's show, we are talking about some of the interesting customs and traditions that we have when it comes to having a baby. So specifically, uh, drawing from my own experience, I am Chinese, um, so I know a little bit about the Chinese culture now, um, especially with after having Jade. Um, my parents have taught me a lot about um, what they believe in. And all those things, um, which I believe um, can be applied to a lot of the Asian culture. I know the Korean culture and um, 
uh, you know, the Indonesian culture and all of those different um, East, uh, Southeast Asian cultures, um, they share similar traditions and customs. Um, and when I first told Jason about some of these customs, he was just like, what? So from what I understand, 100 days, which had been, I'd heard a little bit about it before. Yeah. But the 100 days custom is that um, once you get home, Oh no, that that's so. Hundred days is not the crazy one. You're thinking confinement. What's hundred days? <laughs> oh, hundred days is where you the, celebrate. You celebrate. Oh, that's not crazy at all. No, no. Celebrating hundred days. I reckon we should celebrate every hundred days. <laughs> well, hundred days comes from the tradition of. Um, this is a bit morbid, but back in the olden days, like ancient, ancient times, um, a lot of the babies- Ancient times. An, ancient, ancient times. In the dynasty. A lot, a lot of the babies don't make it past the first hundred days. So that's why um, if they do, they get a huge celebration. It, it, it's a sign of good luck and, you know, long longevity, like a long life. So now when we celebrate hundred days, it's more about- long life longevity and wishing them uh, a whole life and i'm cool with that health. red yeah. pockets yeah cake that the baby can't eat yes um <laughs> it's really for the parents and the friends and the family i'll flash up a quick photo on the youtube version obviously um of us a hundred days yeah a hundred days cake people go all out like i was adamant that we don't want to do anything flashy um no disrespect to all the flashiest 100 days celebrations out there you know you do you i was like no like if we start at big for 100 days like where do we go from there right so yeah. i told jason that all i wanted to do was a small celebration with family um and maybe a cake, but that was really just for my own benefit. It wasn't even for Jane. Obviously, she can't eat cake, but I can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's the same for like first birthdays and stuff as well. It's yeah. kind of for the adults. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to mark the occasion, you know, Yeah. more than anything else. No, that makes sense. The thing that I thought was crazy was the confinement. You're right. It's not oh, the 100 yeah. days. <laughs> yeah. Is it 100 days of confinement? So it can be in oh. some culture. Okay. Um, It can be uh, 100 days. So. So for, for anyone out there who um, doesn't know about confinement, um, you know, whether you come from Asian culture or not, you might not know about it. But basically it's a can be a month up to 100 days, so three months of, uh, I guess, self-quarantine or like if you want to put it nicely, like self-care or self-love. Um, self-love. <laughs> That's a different kind of confinement. <laughs> That's a different kind of... Um, this, is, this is what I heard about confinement. Before you actually explain what it is, the way I understood it was that you get home from the hospital, yeah. someone shoves you in a room, yeah. they cover you with blankets <laughs> and like, like just coats, like lots of coats. They remove electronics <laughs> from your room. Yeah. They remove all light except for natural light. Yeah. And then they attach the baby to you and you just feed the baby. And then once the baby is fed, yep. it lays next to you to sleep, I assume, yeah. or something. Sure. Or the baby gets taken away. I don't know. Yeah. And then you just stay in there. And the only time you're allowed to leave is to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yes. And there's no Netflix and there's no fun. <laughs> no. Is that correct? Basically, that's the that's it in a nutshell. Why? Um, well, like a lot of people haven't heard of confinement, but they have heard of the fourth trimester, which is basically... After you've given 
birth to the baby, um, there's another three months where your body is really needing a lot of healing in terms of like physical healing. Um, you know, that's really, really important, obviously for the, for the birth mother. Um, and that's where confinement comes from. Like it's about putting yourself in a state where you're really not, um, you know, not exposed to a lot of the, the, this is, I mean, you got to think about like olden days, right? Like ancient times. Ancient, again, back ancient in times. Yep. It, that's why like these traditions were, were born because, you know, back, back when they, there wasn't like a lot of like insulated homes, like comfort, creature and also, comforts. also there wasn't Netflix. Yeah. And so like what did people do back in ancient times? Like for fun they looked out of windows and stuff anyway. So I guess it was like the same thing, right? Yeah, it, it was a time when like they really needed you to be in a uh, warm, warm and comfortable space where you can actually heal your body. And like that might be your home now. Like it's not a big deal. You can just stay home. Staying home is fine, but like back then it was kind of like, oh, we got to have this special space where you can actually be able to relax and um and I mean, heal. I guess people were doing that during the pandemic anyway. Like <laughs> right. not it's well, much easier. not so much in Australia or at least not so much in Sydney, mm. but I mean globally people were just staying inside anyway, so it's sort of the same thing. Yeah. Except if somebody told you that you had to stay inside for 100 days without entertainment. It's not Are you allowed to read books? No, so it's not just like it's not about entertaining yourself. Like I think uh, some of the um, things that you actually have to do are quite like out there, and a lot of Western culture would just be god like godsmacked. So you're not meant to shower uh-huh. or wash yourself during confinement. The idea is that you'll get a cold, you'll catch a chill, or something like that. Okay, you're not meant to go outside. Because depending on the weather, you might catch a chill or it might be so hot you might get heat stroke or like, you know, dehydrated or what have you. They might think that you live in a desert or something. Um, But like those are the ideas. Like you can't be exposing yourself to external um, risk factors. Um, And then the whole idea about no technology is that, you know, you don't want to like tire out your eyes. You don't want to tire out your mind. Uh Um, (laughs) I mean, you can be skeptical. I'm not skeptical. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you're like not, uh, you know, exposing your body to like overstimulating yourself yourself and all that sort of stuff Mm. that, you know, your body is at peace and, you know, your mind is at peace and therefore all of your um, energy that you're conserving Mm. can be transferred to making sure that the baby survives those first hundred days. Except we also live in a world now where like a snoo is a thing. And, and it's like $2,000 and, and where it just like rocks the baby. It takes care of your baby. And then, you know, yeah, it, I mean, you know, and then we've come a long way. I mean, and you know, this formula now, I mean, yeah. I don't think, I don't know much about the history of formula. I probably should get educated on that, but I don't think that in the ancient times there was formula. No. Or, but then again, I mean, who knew what they did back then? Like, well, I mean, my parents were saying how, oh, like back then there wasn't formula when they were feeding me. But, so, like, if surely, you don't have breast milk, then you're just feeding them like porridge. Yeah, right. Like you're feeding them like congee or yeah, something. Yeah, you're feeding them like she loves congee, like rice water, basically, like rice porridge and. 
like that would be probably in the Western culture, a big no, no, um, that would be considered starting solids. And you're not really meant to do that until they're like four five, six months. But that is legitimately what they used to feed babies. If you have low supply of breast milk, if you want to see how delicious rice cereal or rice <laughs> porridge is, there is a video on our YouTube channel of Jay trying it for the first time. Yeah. She loves it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, and, and I really do. Um, my so my parents obviously were trying to <laughs> enforce this confinement on me, and I think did they try? Oh, they definitely tried. <laughs> so I wasn't like privy to any of this, but I guess like a lot of this was discussed in Chinese. Yeah, but I think it's just so incredibly unrealistic to do that in Australia, for example, because. Mm. Um, for those of you have that have listened um, to our earlier podcast, um, you know, I spent the first five days in a hospital. Um, it was a private hospital. It was nice and stuff. But, like, I was still getting up in the middle of the night. You know, I also had to shower. I was, like, up and about. I lived in the lactation center. Like, all of those things you're not meant to be doing. Like, you're not even meant to be getting out of bed, like, for some of those really strict um, confinement people, followers, you're not meant to be getting out of bed. Like the maximum, like the maximum things that you're meant to really be doing is breastfeeding your baby. And that's about it. So what would have happened if you did go into confinement into our room? Would Mm. I be allowed to go into that room? You'll be able to uh, go in, but you shouldn't really be, you know, interacting with me for a long period. Am I allowed to sleep in there? Um... I guess so. So, like, confinement is a huge thing in China, right? Um, I have cousins that has had that have had babies in China, and confinement is a huge business in a business. Yeah. So they have what they call um, confinement centers, and like a prison, like a hotel. Okay. <laughs> so basically, it's like a hotel with twenty-four hour services in terms of everything you possibly can think of. Um, So, you know, like there is um, chefs um, on hand cooking your every meal, 24 hours. Um, There's like you get your own room, your private room or your private bathroom. Um, And they even have like, you know, like doulas, which is like, you know, sort of night nurses or like midwives um, that, show you what to do with breastfeeding and how to take care of your baby and things like that. And you pay, people pay obscene amount of money if it's a really good um, quality confinement center. Like people will pay, I think I've heard some, some of them pay for like 20,000 RMB to stay there for a month. That's like $4,000. So do these centers exist in Australia? Um, so I haven't really done my research in terms of whether they exist in China. I definitely don't know of any. I feel like that would be something that would be like fairly trendy for non-Chinese people. You reckon? Well, yeah. Like, so I, first of all, I think that if something like that exists in Australia for like Chinese or like, like it's, it's an Asian thing, right? Yes. As a whole. It's not just Predominantly Asian cultures. Yeah. But it's not like specifically China. No. Okay. So- like it would welcome Asian communities. Mm. I'm not trying to establish a business here. I'm not trying to establish my own confinement prison. But like what I'm saying is that I think it would be like trendy mm. for white people. Like a retreat. Yeah, kind of. It's just like, like post, oh, like postnatal retreat. Ancient Chinese confinement center 
to um, enhance your body yeah. and protect your child. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you charge them like a bit of money, mm. maybe like, you know, like a couple of four, five, five, six thousand dollars <laughs> and you go there for, you know, a month maybe. Yeah. And, you know, and people will just eat that up. I, I definitely know a lot of um, my Chinese friends and people that I spoken to, um, they would love that. They would love to have been given the opportunity to, to do that in Australia. Um, I know that my cousins who have had babies have done it, um, you know, in China. And it's kind of like the done thing. Like everybody does it in China. So it's completely normal. And it's more like, oh, which one did you go to? Well, I went to this one. This one is like the Louis Vuitton of like of confinement centers. Um, and it's kind of seen as like a status thing. Um, whereas, you know, when I talk about it to my friends in Australia, they're like, well, that's nuts. Like, how could you possibly not want to like get out of your bed and like do things yourself? I think it says, like, I think it sounds crazy, but it says a lot about me as a person. Right. So, I mean, I don't think that I would, I can certainly go like that period of time without a phone. I'm not tethered to my phone or social media in that no, way. No, I think you'll be for, super for a, bored. For a phone, I'd be fine. Now, if you took away video game consoles, a computer, or TV, TV yeah. that would be the big one. Um, in fact, I could live without like regular television. Mm. It's basically video games. If you took video games <laughs> away from me, I'd have a real problem. <laughs> but in saying that, Jade has taken away video games from me. Yes. She's and you're not, so sad about it. I am. I'm kind of living in my own confinement hell. <laughs> Baby prison. <laughs> Baby prison. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, I think uh, it's a nice concept. It really is. And and it's come from, you know, a place of necessity from a long time ago. And now it's sort of refined to a, a kind of like an art form, you know, whether you should be like what you should be eating, what you should be, what like looking at and what you should be thinking, like all of those mind body, um, things that would have a huge impact on how, on your healing process. Um, but I just found it really stressful. Like, I mean, I gave birth to Jade in the middle of freaking Australian summer yep. and like to be covered in blankets and, oh, you can't use the air conditioning. That's a huge no-no. You can't even use a fan. I heard, and I don't know if you can back this up, yeah. mainly because you're not Korean, but the Koreans are afraid of fans. Have you ever heard of this? You mean like as in like post, as in like birth? there's this whole thing. It might not even be Koreans. Oh, like gosh. there's this whole thing. This is going horribly wrong. <laughs> there's this whole thing. I think it's Korea where like leaving a fan on overnight yeah. can like kill you. Have you ever heard of that? Is it like I was really hoping you back me up on superstitious this. Like a superstition point? sort of point oh, of view. Oh no, I don't. I don't know about that. Okay, but I definitely know that. I should in- research this. If this doesn't work out, I'll probably have to edit it. No, I'm not meant to edit things out. Okay. Um, I know that a lot of Asian culture um, don't like um, fans and like sort of like air conditioning in general because- Truth be told, I think that sort of stuff, like definitely in an office environment mm-hmm. where you're enclosed and then it's just this air duct. Yeah. What's, the, what's the, the air conditioning that runs through buildings? ducted aircon or something yeah, anyway yeah. whatever it's just basically sucking up people's like sickness and transferring to other floors exactly it's not fresh air like I, I mean i don't i think it's probably not good for you like if you have it on all the time yeah um but like but in terms of confinement you're not really meant to be exposed to sort of outside elements um 
and all of those things. And it's just, it's nuts. Like how can you not shower for days on end and then like not, like it's freaking hot. You're going to be sweaty. You can't shower. You smell. It's Ugh. like being on an airplane. Yeah, but for like three, for like a month at least. Yeah. Um, but the the other part of it is um, to sort of boost your um, breast milk supply. Um, Asian culture really believe in soups. I think we talked about this briefly in the past, but um, during confinement, you're meant to be healing your body by giving it lots of nutrients. Um, and that is sort of distilled through sort of like having soups and like whether it's meat. What's or, in it? It's usually some sort of meat or protein um, or is seafood. Nice? Oh, look, I mean, so it can't be seasoned either. You can't uh-huh. have a lot of salt during cons- confinement. So pretty much anything that's like stimulating your body or your mind, you can't have. Um, so anything that's like really, really seasoned, um, like savory or really sweet, you can't have. Um, so all these soups that like my dad was making was just completely not seasoned at all. So in a way it wasn't like really tasty, but um, I definitely believe in uh, that it had a lot of nutrients. And, you know, whether it actually boosted my breast milk or not, uh, I guess maybe. Yeah, I mean, what, what were we told? It was fenugreek and something else was to boost. Was it oatmeal? Yeah. Oatmeal. Fenugreek and oatmeal were meant to, to boost your supply. Um, I mean, you weren't drinking n- nearly as much of that soup as your dad wanted you to. No. Like he was talking about like your cousins back in China drinking like buckets of Gallons. the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were just like having small sips out of like a shot glass <laughs> or something. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it feels like it would help, I suppose. So, like what happens then if a, you go through a month of confinement? Mm. Like what happens to you? What happens to the baby? You just come out healthier and better? Like it's not... Yeah, like I think it, the idea is that you come out sort of more replenished um, from all the hard work you did like during, you know, pregnancy and labor and all of those things and you have sort of healed yourself back to like sort of pre, pre-pregnancy pre or whatever it might be um, and that might be the case. Like it, it sure sounds nice. If I can lay in bed for like 30 days and just eat a lot of nice nutritious food – I think the idea is there. Like, it definitely sounds like it should recover you, right? Yeah. Um, but it was just not realistic, I think, for our household to do that. I, I still needed to wake up a lot of the times. I mean, for me to actually even get any rest was rare. So to have, like, this notion where I'm, like, just laying in bed for hours and hours on end, that was just not going to happen. So how did you get out of it? Well, I didn't get out of it. I just, I think I try to rest as much as I can. I try to eat healthy as much as I can, but like there's, I still showered every day. I had to, and I still got out of bed. I mean, I was barely in bed. Like I still had to feed her and, um, you know, rock her. She but was what ex- would have happened then if you were in, like, would, would your mum be here and she would like take the baby away when you weren't feeding her or does, yeah, that's, does that's exactly what happened I, I think you completely 
like had a mental block of what happened in the first month. But like when my parents were around and I weren't feeding her, my mom would like take Jade away and be like, okay, you have to go into bed right now and rest. But I thought that she was just doing that because you were clearly tired. I didn't think it was like a, like a sneaky way of doing confinement. No, it wasn't sneaky. She was just like, you should be doing confinement um, mm. and you should be resting. And like, I mean, I appreciated um, the chance to be able to just sort of sneak away. And have, I remember that, yeah, I was coming in and like sleeping with you as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's just, I, I find the tradition, like the idea of it quite interesting. And um, I did read that actually that the idea of confinement and like quarantine and self, um, like self care, um, that happens in Europe as well. Um, okay. so it's not, predom- it's not like just a, do you Asian. know what happens in Europe? So like, I think this is, you know, back in when you were like a royalty or like the ancient you, times again, <laughs> yeah, when you had like the luxury to be able to do that, um, you sort of lock yourself in like your room and um and your butlers and nannies and you ring the bell when you need yeah, people to come your, in your butlers and nannies will be able to help with help with that and um but like it's just the idea of trying to get as much rest as possible yeah mm. i guess i mean in a way like probably every household does its own little version of it like you're yeah. not you're like forced to stay in anyway like when you've got a newborn baby you're not really taking them outside no. and you're also not they're not leaving your site. Like it's not like, you know, if you can help it at least, it's not as if you're leaving the house at any point. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just a more like a more extreme version of that really. Yeah. It's like it has more rules to it or something. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think most people probably do just stay in and they just take care of their baby and they don't go outside for like mm. probably six weeks. Yeah. Um. Or, I mean, they, you know, here and there maybe, but ultimately you've got to be where your baby is mm. and – yeah, I guess it. I guess it kind of does make sense. It just it felt strange that there were just all these rules and like I think I thought that I just wasn't going to see you for that period of time and that you know I, I genuinely didn't think that we would need the help of your parents mm. when we brought her home. Mm. I thought that you know we were just going to do it and they'd be over every now and then. Yeah, but I mean they they truly they've never really left. Like no. as in there are a couple of days obviously that they're not here weekends and you know yeah midweek and stuff like that, like a day midweek. Um, but they are still here and they're yeah. still helping and, like, I've become so accustomed to it. Yeah. It's funny as well. Like, I can't remember the last time I actually cleaned. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, as in, I certainly haven't vacuumed or mopped mm. and, you know, I clean the bathroom from time to time, but it's not anywhere near the level I was doing before Jade showed up. And it's yeah. just, you know, I go to work, I come back. Your parents are here usually when I leave. Mm. They're here when I come back. Mm. And there's food that's been prepared and there's, and I'm just like so accustomed to it. Yeah. And the very strange thing for me is that, I mean, I didn't, I didn't grow up like with a big family. Like it was no. just sort of me and my mum. Yeah. but I'm getting a taste of what it's like to grow up in a household that has more than two people effectively. Right. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Like it's, you know, the house is like being taken care of and it is my responsibility to take care of the house as well, but it's being taken care of. You're mm. being taken care of. There's just food in the fridge all the time. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just remember that our fridge used to be like tomato sauce and just beer. condiments and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, which isn't like a healthy. I mean, in saying that, we were eating out all the time. Yeah. And then, you know, you get thirsty and sometimes <laughs> you need to put tomato yeah. sauce on things. But um, 
yeah, I don't know. It just it's just changed it completely. I it mean, is, it is it is nice, and I think I definitely wasn't imagining uh, us having to have you know help from um, like the grandparents for that long. But the truth of the matter is, I don't think I can do all of those things that I would like to do without their help. Like maybe I can cook a few meals with Jade strapped to me and, and maybe if she was easier, it, it, that would happen more often. But like, I'm still constantly nursing her at five months. And as I keep talking about on this podcast, I don't even get to go to the toilet whenever I, f I want to or need to. And it's just, I don't know how I can keep a house tidy, cook meals, clean, um, rest, uh, and, and look after a baby. And I think after five months, I still don't quite know how to do that on my own. Um, when Jason is not around when he's at work. Um, so I'm going to accept help when, when it's offered, it's definitely appreciated um, when, yes. when do you think that things, not we'll go back to normal because this is normal, mm. but when do you think there'll be a time where we're just sort of like left on our own? You know what? It's funny because I, my, one of my cousins has, have a one year old baby boy or not a baby anymore, I guess. Um, but her parents still help uh, out around the house and they say like, it's actually harder to look after as they grow, like as they get older, it gets harder and harder. As soon as they can start crawling, walking, running, it, things get harder, not easier. And you have to kind of be on, on the ball all the time. Now, I guess like if I wanted to have a quick toilet break, like I leave Jade in the cot. Yes, she'll cry as soon as I leave her in there, but at least I can just it's Hope. better than the alternative. Yeah, like at least I know that she won't be able to crawl out. But like imagine if she can start crawling out. I have to take her to the bathroom and hope that she doesn't touch anything that will kill her. I mean, it's kind of scary because you really, really um, can't even blink when they can just get around much faster. Well, we, I mean, we put her down and then you turn around and she's like completely rolled over. Yeah. And we need to make sure that when we put her down now, we realize, like we think about the space. Yeah. And we didn't have to think about that before, but we think about the space. Like when she's on the change table, you got to think about the space. Mm. When she's on the couch and, yeah. you know, we don't know, like she used to only roll to the right, was it? Uh, left. She would only used to roll to the left, but yeah. now recently she's learned how to also roll to the right. Yeah. And so because she's going both ways, you don't know where and uh, yeah, you just don't think about those things. Hello. Yeah. And she rolls so quickly now. Like you can put her down, you turn around and she's like already rolled on her tummy. Um, so you really can't leave them just sort of laying somewhere and do something else because like by the time you come back, they're in a completely different position um, and it can be dangerous. So yeah, I don't know. I think we've got our work cut out for us, but, um, but yeah, like was there anything that you during like confinement or anything like that, that you like were frustrated with? Well, I never didn't think I was experiencing confinement. No, well you weren't. But yeah. I guess you were frustrated for me. Like, I think a lot of the times when I was complaining about it to you, you're like, oh, man, I can't believe you can't do that. Like, how how could you possibly not be oh, able but to like, do that? Oh, but, like, that's just me, right? Like, I, you know, I'm fiercely independent and yeah. 
you know, I don't like the idea of somebody telling me what I can and can't do and like, why am I following these rules? Like mm. explain to me in great detail why I have to do this, this, this thing. Mm. Um, but I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Like I think that there are clear benefits to it. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Would you actually do it if there was a second one, a, b- a second baby that is? Um, I don't think so because it, it, it would be, it would be too hard, especially, you know, if I did, have a second baby, obviously we would still have Jade to worry about. So in fact, I would have less time and less energy to be able to do any of those things. Um, and you know, the fact that with, with Jade, um, being the first baby we've had, um, I couldn't even do confinement (laughs) as it were. So, um, I appreciate the sentiment behind it. Um, I, I would love to hear um, any listeners out there who also have like crazy, not crazy, but like just sort of different customs, different traditions that they have to follow. Um, maybe it's a cultural thing. Um, I, yeah, it, I find that really interesting. I, I specifically want to hear about if you did do confinement, mm. like what was it like? Like did you make it? Mm. Did you did you do your full full sentence or did you? <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, I think I think we'll probably call on this week's episode yeah. one because Jade is now awake again. Yes, and also because I've always wanted to get through an episode where like she doesn't stop the episode and yeah. we have to do like an intermission. Yeah, and I think that we're almost there. Okay, we've so almost hit the we've almost we've peak. almost hit the mark. Yeah. Um. But yeah, look, if this is a topic that you would like to hear about more, especially. If I get more educated on the topic, yeah, um, and don't quote me on that fan thing about killing people, um, but yeah, if you want to hear more about it, uh, make sure that you write in at growingpain at jenandjace.com. That's J E N N. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, like and subscribe. Mur, mur, mur. Uh, <laughs> do the review thing on iTunes. Uh, yeah. that's that's a big one. Uh, and us. yeah, um, yeah. I just I think this is one of those like topics that are quite interesting and. You guys enjoyed listening. Thank you very much.